This podcast is not a substitute for counseling therapy, nor is it a sermon or teaching production. It is intended for informational purposes only and is purely conversational. Some things are not better left unsaid. I'm your co-host, Ishan Burgundy. And I'm co-host, Dara Hairston. From relationships to religion, let's discuss taboo topics. Transparently. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. We hit 500. 500K. 500K. <laughs> yeah. We have 500 subscribers on YouTube. We get a round of applause. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to all y'all. Thank y'all for subscribing on YouTube. Even if you listen on other platforms, please also subscribe to YouTube. We told y'all before, subscribe to all the platforms because it helps other people find our podcast who will be blessed by it when it's getting engagement. So we were like, subscribe to everything. But if you're not going to subscribe to everything because you got your favorite place where you like to listen to us, like, you know, iTunes or Spotify or whatever, just at least do the second one, which would be YouTube. Yeah. Because we Please. not only put full episodes on there, but we'll be putting videos on there as well. And, you know, sometimes do lives or whatever in the future. So go subscribe to YouTube as well. The yes, link indeed. is in the description of the this episode. And it is transparencythepodcast.com if you don't want to go in there. And you'll see all the links. We got some dope videos coming of me feeding our dog in the morning. <laughs> you are serious. No, but uh, y'all we should. We, videos we, of my wife painting her nails. We do have a um, a vlog, which is a video log of our life events. My husband doesn't really like to, uh, you know, talk about it because he don't really like People being in our personal business and our vlog is is the personal side of us. But we do have a vlog channel. Well, that's gonna make people go look at it now. Well, it's since, not since you say I don't it's want not, to see. It's not in your bio, it's not in my bio. It's just out there. It's out there. It's just out there. It's, <laughs> so it's, it's floating around a YouTube better day. Somewhere. Family vlog. Oh, oh well now they're gonna be able to find it now. Now they, it's no longer out there. It's there anyway, y'all, my husband never promotes it because he like, I don't want people being in our personal business. And I get that. But I also think that it people want to see believers who are living a set apart lifestyle, what that might look like day in and day out, in addition to, you know, who we are outside of that personal realm. So some people find it enlightening, you know, it's so much trash entertainment out here. Why not be, you know, something that people can watch that they don't have to worry about what I'm going to see next, what I might have to hurry up and pause, what I might have to, you know, the, I can't let the kids see. Yeah, I'm weird about that. Maybe because I was, you know, maybe because how I was raised, I don't know what it is. But I don't like that feeling though I do like the vlog I like being able to capture those moments and look back on those moments and see where we were and what we did you know those are great memories and just so y'all know we're not in necessarily disagreement about it because I thought about that I'm like man you never really shared a vlog or anything people might think 
you're not in agreement and I'm just out here doing it. I would never do that. I would never just do something my husband's not in agreement with. He's agreement. He's in agreement with it. He just personally feels like I don't want to. I don't want to direct people to my personal life events. Yeah, that's it. I just don't want to. You know, my following people online. I don't want to point them to go watch my family. Um, but like which said, I'm like, why are you doing it? Then? Because like people are gonna find it and see it. So I'm like, do you want me to just stop doing it? And he's like, no, y'all. Do y'all hear this? Nah, nah. They, you know. When people find it, you know, <laughs> they can find it. They 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 discover a gem, you know, oh enjoy. But the masses, I'm not directing them to that blog. I will, however, direct direct them to Transparency the Podcast. And I will direct them to ZarHarrison.com. And um yeah. Because Yeah, but what to, are you gonna do when the need to be on that? Well, what are you gonna do when the um when the vlog just grows? Then you want to stop it because too many people are watching it. What I mean, you if it grows, do? if it grows and gets out of hand, I mean, what can you do at that point? Out of hand? What does that mean? That's my perspective. I feel like if it get out of hand, you know, what can I do? It's out of my hands. Another thing I wanted to um, bring up is that you guys should subscribe to our email list. Do it now. So pause this right now. Do it now. Go in the description, tap transparencythepodcast.com. Please. Right on the homepage, you'll scroll to the bottom and you'll see the get our emails yes, um, box. Put your information in there. The reason why we want to do that is because in the future, if anything changes or we need to give you guys an urgent message or um, you know, content that is not well received on other people's social media platforms. We want to be able to still get it to you. So um, we don't want to be at the mercy of everybody else's platform for you guys to get certain content or messages. And so come directly to us. Right. So go ahead there, pause this and go ahead and um, submit your information so that you can get on our email list. And give us all your information too, like, your hair color, eye color, height, <laughs> weight. Social security number. <laughs> Put your socials in there. You know what I'm saying? Like we want to get to know you. Yeah, we are joking. <laughs> First, last name, email. That's it. It takes so quick. So we'll wait. <laughs> okay. I hope y'all did that. Another thing, last thing we wanted to bring up before we get into this episode is to say... What's up to our patrons? I'm about to shout out some of y'all names right now. What's up? What's up, Felton? He's Felton. new to the our patrons. What's up, beloved? On patreon.com slash transparency the podcast. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, Felton. Um, Felton's new. He just joined um last week, I think. Uh oh. no, not last week, before last week. Um in February, though. Oh. What's up, Nayeli? Nayeli. She is a... Uh, I see her name all the time. Thanks for being a patron. Thanks for supporting. We appreciate, we appreciate it. Um, I'm just looking at Patreon right now for... That's a dope name, too. People who are on the list. Um, uh, Kimberly. What's up, Kimberly? Kim. Thank you for being a patron. Thank you so much. 
Dolly. 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 This is um, a male. I, I knew a, a Dolly. Oh, no, it's not Dolly. It's Dale. 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 Okay. D-A-I-L. Dale. What's up, Dale? What's up, Dale? And Set Apart Believer. Uh, Set Apart Believer. Have a name. Those Set are some apart. of our patrons. We're going to try to... Sh- we Every episode on YouTube, um, there's a... When we talk about thanks for being a patron, thank you to our patrons, a pop-up comes up with the names. Um... Or we'll leave them in the episode notes of YouTube, like in those notes. But um, here and there, we might just shout y'all out in the episode. So we just want to shout y'all out today. And thank you so much for loving our content enough to become a patron. Indeed. Set apart believer. Thank you for your support. We appreciate it. Sure do. We want to give a special thank you to our monthly patrons. We appreciate you showing support. If you're not a monthly patron and want exclusive perks like an IG follow, private video sessions, and more, consider becoming a monthly patron. Just go to transparencythepodcast.com slash support. So, you know, we late to the bandwagon with this uh, Wendy Williams documentary that came out because we don't really, even though Transparency, the podcast, tackles issues from relationships to religion and everything in between um we don't really cover like movies or whatever but if something comes out that we feel like wow um let's talk about that you know we will and so me and my husband watched the wendy williams biopic and the documentary when it came out and one of the reasons why i really wanted to watch it is because growing up i would listen to her all the time like when i was in high school and in college And I went to school for broadcast journalism. And so she was one of those people who were, who was doing outlandish things. Did she inspire you? Um. Did you want to be a shock jock? No, I didn't want to be a shock jock. I was more, I wanted to transform hearts is really what I wanted to do. And what I thought I was going to be able to do in the industry, I found out. In my senior year, yeah, girl, no, not doing that. And so um, that's not welcome. That's not really accepted. You're not, they want people who are going to get ratings, not people who are really trying to transform people's lives towards yeah. And then I started to realize I kind of have to network and be in the midst in the, in the social circles of people whose lifestyles I didn't want to rub shoulders with in order to do that because you want people to come on your show. Right. You want people to, you know what I mean? And um, And you were thinking like that at that time? College? In college, I found Yah in my junior year. So a year before I graduated. Right. But the years leading up to that, I just believed what my professors were teaching me is this is, you know, we learned about, you know, integrity, ethics, the business of it, you know, um, mixing and mastering. I really wish I would have paid attention in that course, but I didn't. Um, shout out Temple University. That's where I went to school at in undergrad. Um, so you're ba- in a lot of those classes, you're, you're learning the technicality of journalism. Yeah. So I had to do TV, radio, print. I know, I know every... You know, one of those. I did well. I excelled. Yeah. But my last year, 
because I had given my life to Yah in my junior year, everything changed. And so I was receiving all the information from my professors who most of them didn't believe in Yah. And you'll find when you go into the university level, a lot of these teachers, they don't believe in Yah. They, they, they're teaching you to live a life in an opposite direction of him. Yeah. And so I was kind of um, conflicted because, for example, I had this one professor who um, I took a women's studies course. And I'm like, I want to be in women's studies because I was trying to get into radio at that time. I was interning at one of the biggest stations in Philly at yeah. that time. I was on my way up. Because one thing about me, I'm a hard worker. If I want it, I'm usually going to get it. And so I wanted to take the women's studies class because I started to deal with some of the things Wendy Williams dealt with in her biopic and in her documentary, which was as a woman, especially in those times, how sexual harassment, sexual advancements, all kind of things you deal with that men don't deal with in the same way. Right. And people kind of expect you because you're a woman to just deal with it or to allow it. Like a lot of people say in the scene where she got raped, you know, she big, she a big woman. Why shouldn't you just get up? It ain't. Why would you just lay there? People, y'all don't understand a lot of times Yeah. when you're in that world, when you're in that environment, you're not expecting somebody to sexually harass you until it happens. And then you're on guard. And then you looking at, Everybody and you know shit. You know what I mean. Now, yeah. me personally, would I go to a guy's hotel room? Maybe not once I knew y'all, but I can tell you before I knew y'all, I might have thought if he's saying he just got to change his clothes, what's the big deal? He's not gonna rape me. You're not really thinking that. You're thinking this is an artist, you know. And that's what I mean by these people networking and everybody is kind of like everything is not just done in the office. You know, things are not that um, professional all the time. And so I took the women's studies course because I wanted to find some confidence as a woman, like get some inspiration. Like, how do I navigate this world as a woman when I got two strikes against me, which is being female and being, you know, brown. So, uh, being, so, so what are some of the things you anticipated and going into the industry, like what made you say you needed to get prepared? You need you wanted to take a women's uh, course. What like what what were some of the things you anticipated happening? Did you know? That was basically it. I didn't think the women's studies course was going to teach me anything about radio because it was an elective. It didn't have nothing to do with my uh, major. Right. But what about that word? I just felt like let me just I don't know something in me just felt like I wanted to know more about women from a scholarly perspective because mm. again the women we're discussing must have made some imprint in history if we're studying them right and so i wanted to be in a class and learn that and take that away to the career i was going to have in in radio and television that i thought was my plan but yeah i had other plans right and so we go and back to the point of how the most of the prof- not i won't say everyone but most of the professors 90% Probably 98% of the professors were not believers and were teaching you against that. So in this class, and specifically, I had a paper to do. I had to write something. And, you know, I'm living a different life. I wrote a paper and she just disagreed with it. And she gave me like a D or something like that. Now, I'm like, I'm an advanced writer. I don't get D's. 
So that was like, what? So I set up a meeting with her. And basically all of her reasons had nothing to do with whether I was meeting the points that I was supposed to meet from a grading scale, but it was her opinions towards what I was saying. Mm. Like, I don't agree with this. And I'm like, yeah, but this is not about whether you agree. You're supposed to be grading me whether I am making my point. And so... It went all the way to like a, a little board or whatever because I'm like, I'm not getting no D. And so I complained. Um, it ended up getting, that paper ended up getting dropped and then I asked to be transferred into another class even though the transfer window was over because if any of y'all know about college, you can only be in a class for so long before you can drop it without just like failing it. Mm. And so that time had passed and because I had went to the board and they clearly was just saying like, yeah, you know, this teacher, she just had something against me. I think it was a spirit recognized spirit issue. They let me transfer classes. But that was just one example of several examples of your eyes being open, you coming into this new way of living life. And then you're in a world where these these professors don't ha- they don't believe in the creation story of the Bible. They don't believe that Yah is they don't even believe there's a God period. And so it was hard trying to do papers and do classes with, you know, what's that movie we watched the other day when the boy, not the other day, but that we watched as a family. Um, God is not dead. You know, they, they, you see a lot of times they're in the class. It was like that. You know what I mean? And I, and these weren't even religious classes, but it was just like, of course, I'm going to have a certain perspective on life based on the proverbial information in the Bible. So I'm going to write from that place anything I choose to talk about. And it was just like, if they felt any hint of that, it was Mm. like, no. So anyway, I'm dealing with that. And on top of that, I'm also dealing with, you know, the sexual nature of being a woman and men that have power at radio stations, in these different areas, at certain events, thinking because you want to get to where I hold the key, you're going to have to come in certain doors if you want to to go this way. Mm. And so those Man. a lot of those things happened to me. I dealt with that. Yeah. Um, now, you were pretty mad at the one event I was telling you about. Yeah. Even though nothing happened, he actually didn't do anything to me. But there was a um, a, a DJ, and my husband be thinking I'm pretending that I don't remember, but I really don't remember. Yeah, what's his name? I don't remember. I don't remember his name. I really don't. And I don't remember how big he was because, see, the Philly market wasn't... I was headed to New York. Like, oh, I listened to New York radio even when I was... When I had left... New York, New Jersey, to go to Philly, to go to Temple. So Philly wasn't like, I didn't, I don't know. I just, I didn't really pay attention to the names like that. Be careful. Be, be careful how you talk about Philly though, but go ahead though. No, I'm not, I'm just telling the truth. There's nothing playing. against Philly. You know, I'm I playing. met my husband there. I went to school there. I went, you know what I mean? It's just that to to answer the question, I, I don't remember his name because I wasn't really studying the big names in radio in Philly. Because mind you, by the time I did my intern, I had given my life to Yah. And so I was starting to see that I can't really be a grounded believer and be in these 
world. Wait, we realized something. Some of y'all don't know who we are. So we thought we'd introduce ourselves. Salute, I'm Ishan, a rapper, producer, and filmmaker. I've hit Billboard a few times, and collectively I have over a million YouTube views. Hey, I'm Zara, a published author, teacher, faith-based counselor, and certified life coach. We've been married since 2007, and through Transparency, the podcast, we let you in on some of our very transparent conversations. Yeah, it's like you're eavesdropping in on a conversation we're having in our living room. But not just any conversation. Conversation, one so transparent that y'all just might use it to help you transform your personal, marital, and or spiritual life. So subscribe on Spotify, Apple, iHeart, YouTube, and more. Visit transparencythepodcast.com or follow us on Instagram at transparencythepodcast for more information plus recent updates. Because you talking about rappers, you talking to basically rappers, R&B, cigarettes, all of that. They not living for y'all. And so the environments reflected that. And so if I want to be in this world, I have to be in this world. And so I really, that's why my last year in college, I just started a nonprofit, not a nonprofit, um, a, um, a program, program for youth, for girls, teaching them, look, let me help you get your feet in certain career paths before you go to college and pay thousands of dollars to get a degree in it only to find out on your last year I don't want to do this man that was a blessing for them girls too so um but anyway so the guy I had to do an intern this was one of the biggest stations in in Philly and my teacher was like you have to go to either a news station because at first I was like okay I'm gonna go into the anchor world and then the anchor world seemed a little bit dry and incredibly competitive. I mean, these people was cutthroat. I was like, whoa, I don't think I want to do this. And most people didn't really want to see a brown face as the anchor. You could do the reporting and stuff, but it was kind of harder. They they wanted different types of women with different looks. And so I was the like- The brown oh. face that you got mm-hmm. on your face right now? Yeah. Well, your they shoulders? didn't like this black hair and this brown face. Oh, they wanted goodness. the blonder hair or the you know the lighter skin tones, and so something wrong with them people. People like, don't understand. This was a different time in society. Like this was this was a while ago. <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm saying? Like you know, I know I still look like I could be in college, but I'm not. And so this was a different time. It's so being dark skin was like it was hard. You know, if it's a dark, a dark skin one, and it's still like this in in a lot of circles today. But if you're yeah. dark skin, and then you got this lighter complected woman, or if this is more of a nationally recognized um, news broadcast, and you got a white woman, they ain't even looking at the dark skin woman. It's like you know what I mean. So you That's gotta probably crazy. really know somebody or really network really well. It's not just off your talent and your ability. So I was like, I felt like, let me just go with radio because you're not seeing my face. You're going more by my voice. And, you know, whether I can really like weave you in by telling certain stories in between this music. And I love music. So I was like, you know, I don't think I want to do at that time. I said, I actually think I want to do law. So I was like, I'm going to just finish my last year out and then I'm going to see what I'm going to do after this because I'm not going to waste my thousands of dollars. So I did the intern, um, and I just took the bus all the way up to the station. I found the station address, one of the biggest stations there, because I don't want to be at a low station. I really want to learn. Not saying that you can't learn at the smaller stations, 
But that was just my goal. Power 99 FM. I'm not saying it. So I take the bus all the way up there. And this was on a weekend. It just so happened that the guy for one of the morning shows was at the station and opened the back door. This was the door that was locked to the public. I used to be very, uh, like, a go-getter back then. Like, I was like, I ain't going through the front door. I'm going to see if they got another door. And I found a locked door, and I knocked on it, and he's like, this is not the door to get in, but how can I help you? Mm. And I was like, I'm trying to get an intern here. And he's like, come in. And I was like, oh, snap. So I went in the door. He was in the middle of doing his show, and he was like, um... You know, I'm looking in like I've never been in the station. I hear this on the radio here and there. Like, wow, this is crazy. I see the different studios. I see everything running. I'm like, wow. He's like, hold up. The uh, commercial break about to be or I'll be right back. He goes in. He just jumps in the thing. Welcome to such and such and such. Da, 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 say whatever. And another hit. Boom. Drop it. And then, okay, so what are you here for again? I was just like, wow, that's dope. Like, he just had it all, all these buttons, and he just had it all together. And he's, I said, I'm, you know, I have to do an intern for my class and I have the forum here. Is there anyone I can intern with? Looking back, I'm like, wow, you can kind of tell how dated I am because they probably have forms and all kind of stuff you kind of have to go through now. But back then in my, at Temple, I did, I, they just told me to find an intern. The person that does intern needs to sign this paper and put their contact information and that was it. And so he was like, I'll, I'll um, let you do intern with me. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. And um, he signs the paper and he's like, when you want to start? And I'm like, I can start right now. So I stayed there the rest of the day for his show. And then I left. It was nothing. He told me to come back every, because during the week I had went to class and I also worked two jobs. So I never really slept. In between classes, I had a work study job. And at night, I worked at UPS overnight. And then I would get up, go to school. So I was like, I can only really come on, um, I think it was a Friday or Saturday. I can't remember. So I went to, I came back for the first time. I think I went on the same day. I can't really remember. I don't know if I went different days when I could or I just went every day at a certain time. I could, whatever. But I don't know. He starts catching feelings I'm seeing. And the first time I realized that is we he raps his show. He I'm called, learning. He called feelings the first day he saw you. But go ahead. Maybe he did because no he just maybe. let me in the door and, and that it was it. It ain't no maybe he did. <laughs> As soon as he saw you. Go ahead, though. You be getting so mad. Yo, I'm married to you. Yeah. This is old. I'm you be getting so mad. Well, go ahead. So, um, time goes by. I'm learning it. I'm killing it. I pretty much know how to run his whole show um, at this point. We wrapped the show. There's a movie premiere. I forget what movie was coming out. And they were doing one of the premieres in Philly. And he's like, one of the perks about being in radio is you can go to all these premieres. And I just wanted to know if you wanted to go. I was like, being my intern, you can see what it's like. And I was like, yeah, sure. So I was like, you want me to just meet you there or something like that? And he's like, yeah, just meet me there. And I get there and he was hosting the premiere with another one of the um, one of the, the jocks at the radio station, another girl. 
So I thought maybe they were together because they look kind of close and stuff. When I get when I got there, he they were hosting together and it was at the movie theater and they were talking to the audience and giving away prizes and stuff like that. Yeah. So I was like, okay, maybe they're you know I wasn't. I'm thinking he's really just inviting me because I'm the intern and he really want to just look out. So I get there, he sees me and he's like, puts the mic down like, oh, she's here and comes over to me. And the, the other girl next to him is just finishing up or whatever. And he's like, you made it. I know he was going to come. And I'm like, that's when I kind of felt like, oh, you real excited to see me. I'm just your intern. Like, what is going on? So he's like, I got a seat for you. He saved a seat for me in the front. I'm like, okay, cool. Mind you, this guy, he was like 15, 15, 18 years older than me. I was like, you could tell I was younger than him. So it was just like, it was weird even sitting next to him because you could tell how young I looked and how, how much older he looked. Mm. So we sit there, we watch the movie for the movie pre- premiere. When I leave, he's like, you're going to be able to get home safe. And I'm like, yeah, I'm, I should be good, whatever. So I take the bus home. I think, I can't remember, he might have asked me to call him when I got home. I can't remember. I don't remember what happened, but all I know is somehow phone numbers were exchanged on a personal level. Hmm. I still wasn't thinking it's a big deal. And this is how people can watch the Wendy Williams documentary and be like, well, how she go to a room and then didn't expect, you know what I mean? You thinking it's just, you. it's just when you're in it, it's not like that. Until something happens to you, then you're on guard. So nothing happened. You know, we go to the premiere, but we're kind of talking on a personal level now, like outside of work. Like if something pops up, he would text me, hey, did you see this? You know, sometimes it would be related to radio. Sometimes it wouldn't. Other events happened. He invited me. I think Tyler Perry had something one time. This huge play downtown in Philly. I was his guest in... Um, that's when I was like, whoa, this is different because his, he invited his brother there mm-hmm. and I'm standing out front and he's like, make sure you dress nice. Cause it's a very formal affair and da, 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 whatever, whatever. I'm like, okay, fine. I dress nice. I come his, he, his brother introduces me. He introduces me to his brother and his brother was like probably in his late forties. And he's like, whoa, you know, you're beautiful, a little young, but you're beautiful. And I was like, why is he saying a little young? Like right. as an intern, I'm not young. Right. And I think it was kind of like maybe his brother was talking about me. Like, yo, I really like her. Da, 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 da. So he was just real excited to be there at the premiere with me. And I'm like, is this work related or what? Like, you know, y'all, I'm young. I am in my early 20s. Like, let me see something. Nah, you was. I wasn't. I had just hit 20. Yeah. Around this time. So I wasn't even really. You know, I I had a little bit of life to live to understand what was happening. So I didn't, you know, it's like the biopic. You're just trying to do a job. You're just trying to get to where you need to get in radio and do, you know what I mean? So it's not, you're and not. you're thinking these people really mean well. Right. You're thinking they mean what they say. You're thinking they really have your best interests at heart. And come to find out, they have ulterior motives. Transparency, the podcast with Ishan and Zara. Subscribe to our email list and visit transparencythepodcast.com for more information plus recent updates. I thank Yah for protecting me, though, because even though he had ulterior motives, he never hurt me. He never did. He never did. Um, He had the chance to because I was I went to his house one time and no one was there and he was at my house one time. 
and no one was there. And he never hurt me. He never made an advance. Nothing. I think he really just really liked me. I think he really did. But it still shows how as a woman, you a lot of times you can't just do your job and just be, you know, especially if people find you attractive, taken seriously for the job you're there to do. You know what I mean? It becomes this sexual attraction or, you know, it, it just turns into something else. So after that movie premiere, everything, well, this is the, this was the red flag. This was when I was like, okay, I kind of just kind of cut ties with him. There was the, I don't remember what on the timeline of events where this happened. Cause people found out about the R Kelly situation at different times, but he was like, I remember when he wrapped his show, we were leaving and he was like, yo, you hear everybody talking about the R. Kelly thing that he slept with a little girl and they found the tape. Like we all know about Aaliyah, but they found the tape and people selling the tape. Mm. I was like, what? Again, when you're on radio, these are topics that you're going to talk about on radio. So I'm not hearing it from a, from any other perspective than that. Right. So he goes, I got the tape. And I was like, wow, me, I don't have no interest in seeing that. Like, I'm just like, wow, you got the tape. That's crazy. He's like, yeah, and that's him. And I was like, is it really? He's like, that's him. Like, that's him. He did that to that little girl. And I was like, wow. And he goes, if the tape is at my house, you want to come over and watch it? Mm. I'm kind of stuck because part of me is like, y'all got rem- right to remember at this time, everybody was watching this tape not to enjoy pornography to see is this really R. Kelly that's what it was at that time it wasn't like an enjoy everybody just wanted to see was it really him because I was like I don't know I don't know and he's like no that's him that's him and so I'm just like um I I didn't know how to answer because I'm like I felt like if I'm interning with you I think that's inappropriate if my very professor asked me, so what did y'all do this week? Well, he invited me over to see if the R. Kelly tape is really R. Kelly in the porn tape. Like, so I just, I just, I felt really weird. And I was like, um, I'm good. I don't need to see that. I don't really like watching stuff like that. But he was like, well, if you still want to come over, you can. And I was like, okay, mm. fine. My mom calls me at that time. You know, we were talking pretty, pretty often. And he's like, oh, that's your mom. Tell her I said hi. Wow. So again, I'm not thinking, you know, he, she's like, who's that? I'm like, this is the radio DJ I'm interning with. She's like, oh, let me speak to him. They talk on the phone. So I'm like, oh, you don't talk to my mom now. So it was just like, I wasn't really thinking anything, but long story short, when he said that, it just kind of made me feel uncomfortable, even though he wasn't, it wasn't any, he was, he, I, he never made an advance at me. I, he just, he was, he was actually pretty nice considering some other situations that I've been in um and then when my intern was over I think he kind of was just like he wanted a relationship it wasn't like I just want to abuse this girl he really wanted to be in a relationship with me and I couldn't get past the fact that I'm like bruh I'm like almost 18 years younger than you like don't you you want somebody right like don't you want somebody your own age and I kind of like brushed him off nicely and he kind of accepted it nicely. And that was kind of it. I thank y'all that that was my experience because I know other people that didn't have that experience who were women, who were in my classes, who were trying to get these, 
anchor positions, these radio positions. It's it's competitive, especially when you're in certain markets like a Philly or New York or whatever. It's, it's not Idaho. It's a lot of people that are that are gunning for a spot, and some people are willing to do whatever they have to, and the people that hold the keys know that. So I was pretty much covered um, because he could he could have raped me like we we were in situations where he could have did that and no one would have even hurt me. And what do you do? You kind of back then you like you get up and you go on like I've been in situations where people have pinned me down and done stuff. And then I just get up and I leave like you just tried to do that or this happened. You know what I mean? And it's like it's really nobody there to rescue you. As a black woman, like yeah. a woman of color, it's like nobody's really taking you seriously. At that time, they had stuff on TV like, what was it? BET Uncut and all kind of stuff where they doing heinous sexual stuff to black women, just exploiting them, disrespecting them. I mean, just like, and so that's how, even if you was the smartest woman in the room, you still got treated like a hoe because... I got the power. If you want to do, if you want this, then you're going to do this. Man, that's so trash, man. You know, people get away with treating um, black women that way. And there, there seems to be no repercussions. Yeah. Um, to that type of behavior, you know, that, I mean, not only, you know, discrimination, but it's like belittling. You know, making a black woman feel like she doesn't, she's not worth anything because of the color of her skin. I mean, we know it's, it's, it's a lot deeper than just skin color, but a lot of times, you know, just like you mentioned earlier, they'll divide us based on who's lighter and who's darker, and um, definitely for for women. So, you know, you know. Yeah, I saw it, some clip. It, it oh, you showed it to me. What is this dark skin girl was killing it? Yeah, or well, something with Rick Ross and the light skin girl song, and it was like and she, she was, what couldn't really sing, but but it's like you know she gets the praise for not being able to sing, and the dark skin girl, you know, that's kind of like how a lot of life was with me growing up trying to make it in the industry, and I'm glad y'all kept me from it because I could have. I could have made it if I was willing to do um, certain things. I just wasn't willing to. And so I said, that's it. I'm checking out of this. And I left that industry. I didn't I didn't move forward. I didn't pursue anything um, in that way. And I just, for a long time, I just helped youth, um, at-risk youth in urban areas and did that for a lot of my life until, you know, we had our baby. And then a lot of my attention was devoted to that. And because I always had a heart, to transform hearts, I went to get my master's degree in counseling, faith-based counseling, and then um, I started to work in that. I did a number of things, but it all tied back to to helping couples and people. So that was it for me. I'm kind of glad I was kept from that industry because it was kind of sad to see how her life ended up. Like all of those giant leaps she made for women and black women, and she's laying in the couch kind of sick, uh, marriage is done and, um, crying. Yeah. So it was, it hurt my heart to see that. Cause I'm like, man, I listened to her growing up and she was very free and care spirited. And a lot of people did not like her. I remember if I got in the car, somebody jumped in the car, ugh, turn her off. I hate her because she would gossip and she would 
put people on black. Pretty much everything they do today, a lot of people got that from Wendy Williams, where before you kind of respected guests when you had to interview them, or you would do it with tact. She would just flat out, so, you know, are you a hoe? Because I heard it, and people, what? You know what I mean? It was just throw people off, but it got ratings. And so now people do that now in the interview. They just put people on blast. Like, they set them up. So it's like this shock effect, and people want to watch, you know, something that is now viral or whatever, you know? And so to hear her in her young state and just like, you know, she was popping, even though a lot of people didn't like her, to see what her life has come to. Yeah, she got the talk show. Yeah, she is a millionaire. Yeah, she got the big house, the big awards and all these great things. But she lost herself on the way there. It's like she's just a shell of a person who doesn't know real love. I don't I don't ever really hear her talk about Yah and how can you because one of the things that scripture talks about is not to gossip and and she does that. And so if you really knew Yah, that would convict you to the point of changing your um, narrative and your, um, it's a T word I'm looking for. What's the T word? Mm. Changing your, not technique, tailoring. Tra- trajectory? Like tailoring your your niche, I guess. You know what I mean? So I was crying when I watched the biopic and the documentary because one, it reminded me a lot of myself, my younger self, not myself now, because Yah has, he he went in and rescued me from all of the pain, the additional pain I could have went through by chasing anything other than him. You know, he had to be the thing that we chased. Um, but I saw my younger self in her and, and wanting to make it and wanting to be the top and wanting to, and I probably would have. Um, yeah, you would have. And so for I, sure. I cried just to see where that got her. Well, you know? when we look in scripture, um, a, f- a few scriptures talk about um, that type of lifestyle and, and, and what that produces. Um, Proverbs twenty nineteen says, whoever goes about slandering reveals secrets. Therefore, do not associate with a simple babbler. Mm-hmm. Um, so people won't want to associate with you. That's just a fact. And, and that is and, and a know. lot of people didn't want to interview right, with her because right. they were like, so that did happen to yeah. her. And she talked about, they talked about, they covered that in the biopic and the documentary. So, But she said, see how the enemy can work, though, and keep you in a direction opposite of what he requires is that it was radio. So if you want your song played on here, then you're going to come on here, whether you like me or not. And so they would come on the show because how else you going to get your music out there? If you don't get, especially at that time, social media wasn't popping like it is now where you could just put your own stuff up. You needed the radio. If you wanted anybody to ever hear who you are. And so she had the leverage. So, uh, Psalms 101.5 says, whoever slanders his neighbor secretly, I will destroy. Mm. Whoever has a haughty look and an arrogant heart, I will not endure. Mm. Mm. It's so crazy, though, because a lot of them, like the men that do that, they're not, that hasn't happened to them. I ain't going to name no names because some of these people is a little dangerous. But, um, you know. Some of them are just like her, 
but their life didn't end up like that. And they're they're up in age and, and they're still doing it. And they're still getting money. So Yeah. I'm not saying that the word is wrong, but I, I do wonder sometimes about stuff like why stuff hits certain people that do the very same thing and then it won't hit the other person that does the very same thing. Yeah. I I think um I and I, I agree with you on that. And I'm not you know, in, in reading these scriptures, I'm not saying this is Wendy Williams' life. Mm-hmm. I'm just you know, giving scripture reference for the type of behavior that she's known for. Yeah. And so it's 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 a reminder for us not to participate in those things as believers, as um children of the most high. Um but I think for everyone they have to deal with the consequences of their behavior in different ways. I think mm-hmm. it shows up in life in different ways. Maybe it's disease, maybe it's, you know, sickness, maybe it's um issues in home with the loved one. And or, I want and I want to make it clear, it's not y'all necessarily doing this to people. It's their actions that creates an environment for that to come upon you. Cuz some people like yeah, is you know, I know me like, you know, losing the the baby because so many people teach that how they came to Job, like, yeah, yeah, is punishing you. And um it's, you know, it's kind of like sometimes it's not always yeah, like some people say you, you know, you in a storm, but you created the storm type of situation. Sometimes it's just the choices you make in life that is setting you up to end up this way. Absolutely. So I just wanted to say that just because some people out there that may have not done anything that are dealing with pain, that are dealing with hurt, that didn't necessarily like live a lifestyle of sin because we sin, but we repent and we confess and he cleanses us from unrighteousness. But then there are people who live a lifestyle of sin. Right. But I'm talking people that are not living a lifestyle of sin, but maybe something unfortunate happened to them and they keep thinking that, they did something wrong. It's their fault. Yah's punishing them. Sometimes it's not Yah punishing you. Sometimes it's just certain choices you made that caught up to you. And yes, while we can be cleansed from unrighteousness, that doesn't mean that we will not have to still face some of the choices that we made. You know what I mean? Right, like if somebody right. sleeps around all the time and then they end up contracting a, a STD, just because we pray a prayer of righteousness doesn't mean the STD goes away. Sometimes we have to, some people I know personally have are living with lifelong STDs that are supposedly incurable because of choices that they made, yeah. but they may believe different now. Yeah. But anyway, go ahead. Yeah. No, that's, that's a fact, you know, but you know, that, that, that goes to my point as well that, you know, a lot of these people, you may not see them humiliated um, in the media, you may not see them face some of the things um, that they've done publicly, but I, I do believe and I do know for a fact that there is a lot going on behind the scenes with people that seem to be winning, mm-hmm. but have a lot of uh, dark things happening in their personal life. And so it it doesn't get any press, it doesn't get any media, but... You know, I, I I do believe that they are receiving um, the fruit of the seeds that they've planted as well, even though it's, it's not necessarily obvious all the time. And you know what's crazy? 
I figured where it is is scripture, and it might be in the one of the books that they took out from the popular translations. But it was saying something about like, nah, when certain stuff come upon the wicked, don't be praying for them for y'all to remove it, right? Because you're interfering with his judgment. Judgment, right? I thought that was crazy because a lot of um, you know Christians and stuff like that they won't tell you that part. They always are teaching you forgive, forgive. Pray that yeah, you know, and best. and sometimes Yah is like, nah, leave that right where it's at. It's time for my judgment. So I thought that was just, you know, that's why it's so uh, good for you to know the word for yourself and not depend right. on other people to tell you what to think and what to believe right. about be scripture led. and be led by that yeah. ruach. Yeah, the spirit will let you know when something's right, when something's wrong, when to move. When to stay put. And that takes practice. It takes practice. Like sometimes you're going to get it wrong. You might miss the mark. There are times where that, I... That takes intimacy. Yeah. Where I was first knowing the Ruach way back in those college days where I think the think something was Ja and then I, it would, I would do that and then I would see it wasn't. It was like learning the voice. So you're not going to always get it all right. But the more you do it, the more you'll know, oh, this is absolutely not Ja. Oh, this is absolutely, yeah, you know what I mean? So, yeah. Hey, enjoying this free podcast? Want to support your hosts? Go to transparencythepodcast.com slash support to find out how. But how do you, um, I know we got to wrap it up in a few minutes, but how do you feel about me sharing that story? You still mad? Because we talked about this and more after we watched the bio. And you was... You was upset. I'm like, baby, you act like this just happened. Do you know how long it's been since I graduated from college? <laughs> yeah, man. You know, I, I just, I don't like the fact that um, you had predators around you and people. Had. I still do, baby. When I go outside, when I go food shopping, when I yeah, go but anywhere. It, it, it's different in your personal space. I mean, people you're working with, mm-hmm. you know, potentially um, looking at you as prey. Like, I don't mm-hmm. I, I don't like that. And I didn't even know you at the time, but yeah, that make me feel away. Um, but it, this is... This is how it is yeah, I know. for many I know. women. I know. And, I know. And yeah. I have a... I have a mother and a, and, and 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 sisters and aunts and, and you know like all these people that I'm sure have um, experienced these similar situations, and so it's it it's never um, it's never comfortable, but I think for a man with his wife, just picturing you, you know, in those circumstances. Just mind make me go into a whole nother whole nother mode, you know. Well, I think it's, it's not comfortable. I think it's that's why it's important for more of us to tell our stories because when there's a heightened awareness, those who are not predators may step in and be more protective against that. You know yeah, what I mean? So, yeah. and and you know the the people who are not predators, when you're not thinking like that currently, you have the tendency to not expect that of of other men mm-hmm. you know like you're not looking at every you're you're not that mm-hmm. and so you're not looking for everybody else to be that and you know sometimes you might find yourself giving somebody the benefit of the doubt when they don't deserve it when they don't need it and 
you know, especially like coming out of this whole Christian mindset where they tell you to think the best and you're always downplaying the reality of the situation and always thinking the best. And, and even thinking, downplaying sin. Downplaying like, sin, oh, indeed, this, indeed. Just, like, you know, that's fine. There's a there's a card for that. Right. Like, there's an app right. for that. You can get rid right. of that. Don't worry about that. And it's not that simple. Yeah. And so many times I have to kind of just get back, tap back into reality and just say, you know what? This is an issue. This is a problem that many of our black women are facing um, in this world. And somebody needs to speak up about it. Somebody needs to say something about it and not just let it fly because if it's able to, it will continue and it will spread. You know, I'm, I'm keeping all of you guys lifted. And so we leave y'all with two things for the men out there. Be in a position of protection, protecting the people of y'all. Let's not prey on women who may be naive or don't know any better or are new to the things of y'all and take advantage of that. Let's have appropriate interaction with them. And for the women out there, just be conscious of your surroundings. Be aware of the uh, interactions that you're having that can be miscommunicated as something else. I'm not, I don't want you to, to live a life thinking everybody's out to get you, but just to be, to be discerning, to maybe pray that Yah will give you a double portion of discernment. So that you won't find yourself in situations that I found myself in in college and in life growing up. And it's a little different now. It's a different world now. Not saying it's not happening, but people are more, they got all these different movements and stuff. So it's like a, a heightened awareness about it. So it's not as much in secret, but it's still happening. So um, I talk a lot about that in my novel, um, It Came to Pass. So if you want to read more of that about that, that story and that history, you can in book two actually deals more with with that um part of my life but we leave y'all with those two things and i want to also say um for the women out there who are suffering silently in abusive relationships i think i just read a story the other day about um no i was listening to a story the other day on, on on like a podcast and they was talking about a guy who um was a celebrity high-profile celebrity at one point and how abusive he was to his wife. And, you know, with, with these things happening, it can feel um, it can feel like easier to just be quiet and just lay back and, and wait for things to change and, and hope the best. But definitely want to encourage y'all to go out seek help, make somebody aware if this is, you know, um, something that's happening in your life. If you're being abused physically, um, definitely make somebody aware. We talked about it on a podcast a, a, a few episodes ago, you know, about a woman that was in a marriage and, you know, thinking it was okay to be emotionally and mentally abused and, you know, just kind of settling for it. Not just okay. She thought it was godly. She that, thought it was that godly. it was some biblical submission to allow these things to happen. Right, and these things are not right. You're not supposed to be mistreated in any shape, form, or fashion. 
You know, so if you've been conditioned to believe that you're supposed to be abused in any way, you know, it's a lie. Seek out the most high for understanding and seek out some type of help um, to get out of that situation because you don't deserve any of that. And shame on anybody that tries to convince you that you do. Oh, my gosh, that bothers me. That's why I have the my podcast, What Kind of Love Is This?, if you haven't already, go check that out. Check it out if you have trouble um, setting boundaries in situations like that. Um, so on your way to getting some help, if you're in an abusive situation, because I'm not life coaching necessarily abuse victims, but those who have trouble setting boundaries. But the What Kind of Love Is His podcast um, deals with those topics to help put you in a mind frame to give you the confidence you need to value yourself enough to start setting those boundaries. Um, right. If you're anybody, woman or man, because some men deal with this too. It may be with parents. It may be with, you know, um, other family members. I've had a people, um, a few men comment like, wow, this really helped me yeah. um, dealing with toxic people in their lives. So it's not just women that deal with toxic people, but yeah, we hope that can be a resource for y'all. Yeah, too. definitely. Definitely mental um, for anybody who's just who has a health uh, unhealthy understanding of what true love is you know and the person you might the person you might be in relationship with you know they may have a faulty or a false understanding of what true love is as well and and it just it's not going to go right i mean if you don't get your definition of love from the most high right your understanding will be left up to you know, interpret it any way you see fit, and that's or incorrect. They say see fit, or and anyway, and they this see is the fit. thing. This this is how manipulators trick a lot of believers, and I see more than any other group of people, Christian women, the uh, man using the Bible to dominate her. So when right. we say get our definition from the Most High, these women think they are because you know a lot of the men use scriptures maliciously to dominate them so it ain't just about from the most high well it's a, I'm, I'm not saying when i say the most high i'm not talking about just scripture mm -hmm. because people just like you said they take scripture and manipulate it and use mm -hmm. it to mean all, all types of things mm -hmm. but i'm talking about having a genuine relationship with the most high mm -hmm. i mean hearing from the holy spirit knowing mm -hmm. when something's wrong knowing mm -hmm. something's not right knowing when to ask questions and you know when to dig dig deeper and not just let something fly and see some people have been gaslit so long they don't know how to do that they right. don't know it's like they can't see clear anymore and i'm speaking from experience you you don't know what's y'all and what's not no more. You don't know what love is and what love isn't anymore. Because if you're under the influence of a toxic uh, person in a relationship, whether it's a mother, a father, a husband, a, a brother, a sister, a grandparent, a boyfriend, a girlfriend, whatever it is, when you're under that influence for a certain amount of time, it, um, it confuses you. You get one of the signs of a toxic relationship is you're confused. So you don't even know if you're hearing from y'all. I've talked to several women who I've told them the truth right in their face and they couldn't see it because right. they were under that influence for so long. So I just want to encourage the person that might be listening who's like, but I am doing that right. and, and I still don't know what to do. It, 
it's not necessarily you're, you're not doing anything wrong. You can't see it because we, there are some things that you need someone to help you correct to see correctly so you can experience that. So, Absolutely. Um, you know, you might want to seek therapy, counseling, life coaching. I'll be offering life coaching very soon in the near future. Um, so if you go to ZaraHairston.com slash coach me, you can submit your information. And when I'm ready to get back to that, um, I'll get back to you. Um, yeah. So that. y'all sign up as soon as that becomes available because my wife is is gifted in that area. Being able to find uh, the truth in a room full of lies. <laughs> my wife is gifted in that area. So definitely sign up. Listen to that podcast, What Kind of Love Is This? And, you know, get the truth. Yeah. Understand, you know, get insight. Yeah. Get, you know, be, be, get in a position where you can think clear and right. think soberly. Right. And, and don't let these people, these toxic people love right. you to death, literally. Literally, babe. That is, that's a perfect way to end this out. When you stay in a relationship with a toxic person, they're going to quote unquote love you. It ain't love to death. Like you'll end there. Either you can physically die or the um, the purpose that y'all has for you dies or the just who you are, it dies. You just feel like you're walking around dead and we just want better for y'all. So um, we have a love for our listeners and we just want y'all to know the truth even when it hurts even when it's different than what you hear um from most people you know a lot of times things that are popular are not always true we we look at scripture y'all talks about how you know popular narratives are are are, are often far from the truth that's why it's popular cuz he's not popular his his way isn't popular that's why most people don't live it that's so. a fact. So make sure to subscribe to the email, and we hope y'all were blessed by what you heard today. Thanks for listening. Be sure to follow Transparency the Podcast on Instagram. At Transparency the Podcast. We'll talk to y'all next time. If there is a next time. Oh my gosh. <laughs>